Dating Skills Review, the central source for dating advice for men, brings you the Dating Skills Podcast. Hey, this is Angel with uh, Dating Skills Podcast, and today we have Stefan Erdman. Stefan Erdman has a slightly different background from uh, some of the other guys we've had on here before. He's, uh, he got into it in 2010 into the dating sort of area, dating coaching, and he's had a variety of careers in, in communications like acting, he's been in corporate communications, teaching in the Fortune uh, 500, Fortune 100, he's done LP coaching, so he's done a variety of things, and he's got a few programs out on confidence, state building, and getting stuck in conversations, so a new perspective there. Hi, Stefan, how are you doing? Hey, Angel. No, I'm good, thanks. How are you doing? Great. Great to have you on the show. Let's just do a, um, like one of the things uh, that you talk about a bit is is why you shouldn't use routines or scripts or why they can not be so good to use uh, when you're getting into the game or when you start like going out talking to women. So could you talk a little bit about that? Like what are your ideas about routines and scripts and and what are the disadvantages of of using those? Okay, routines and scripts. Um, I guess well, apart from the fact that. I guess me as an as an actor, having trained as an actor, I know how hard it is uh, and how difficult it is. I think to be sounding spontaneous and in the moment when you're right. actually using a premeditated routine or a script, all right? Because I mean that's what you practice and work very hard on as an actor to make it into something that sounds like you've just come up with it, right? When you totally, get, and that's, yeah. that's something you're trying to do every day as a career. So, you know, that it, it shows how challenging it is, I guess. Yes, it is. And you know what? And that's why there are many actors which are not that great uh, because when you watch them, um, you can hear somehow, this is when you when you watch a, a cheap uh, telesoap or whatever. What are they called? You know, telenovela or something, one of those things. And you can hear every word just sounds a bit fake. I mean, that's that's one aspect where me, uh, I've always wanted to, how can I say this? I've always had a thing in my life that I, in my own life, I never wanted to ever um, feel like I'm slightly pretending acting. I've always wanted to get closer to who I really am and be myself and authentic in all situations. That's one of my biggest drivers in my life, okay? Um mm-hmm. But why, I guess the question is, why might it not be that effective from my point of view? And I'm not saying that it can't work for other people and, you know, it's totally cool, of course. I'm not judging anybody. I'm just saying, in my experience, certain other things work better. Uh, for me, the challenge is really women get a sense that when you're doing, when you're running a, a when you're running a routine or you're using a script, um, they do become bystanders, really, and, um, and they, they often sense that something isn't quite happening right now in the moment. Mm-hmm. Um, guys also tend to work a lot harder when they're running a routine because they tend to uh, speak a lot more and tend to break it up a little bit less. Um, and um, the other challenge, of course, is you know if you if you rely a lot on routines and scripts, I mean, what happens when actually things work out? I mean, there's, there's going to be a point when you're going to be with her and you're going to be hanging out. And um, if you have been relying on routine so far, or if you're relying on, you know, a, a slight act, you know, a, a, a slight a slight sort of persona, then sooner or later, surely you're going to run out of things to do because, you know, it's it's a it's a persona. And sooner or later... I've certainly always wanted to be um, who I was and and still be able to attract the girl and still be wanting, you know, for her to to um, to to want to be with me and be close to me, right? So um, those are some of the things that I noticed about it. Um, it also gets really boring, you know, when you do the same thing mm-hmm. <laughs> all the time. To me, it seems quite boring. After it's, a while, it's, you think, it sounds like you went through the same phase. I did. Actually, I got a kind of interesting story that fits with what you just said. Share it. It's just way back in 2003, I was using routines. I can't. I used them for about a year, and then I and then I stopped. So that was kind of when I started 
I was there early in when I was doing this, and uh, in one in a club one night, uh, I was talking to a girl and I was using some routines. Not not, not everything I said, but some routines, and it was going very well. And you know, she was really into me and she loved me and everything. Um, but at you know, at one point, all of a sudden, she goes, "This this is this is just unbelievable. Like, are you some kind of actor or something?" You know, it's, <laughs> I guess in a way, I thought it was like because it was too too slick in a way because. I had been using those routines for a while and I really did have them down to the point where I was bored to death of them. Yes, yeah. <laughs> I mean, they, they, they worked at that point, but I, I got to the point where I just couldn't say them anymore. I was so bored of them. Uh, and I know yeah. that happens to some people and, and some other people, they don't get so bored of them. Uh, so yeah, that that was a story from me. And yeah, like, oh. no, I I relate to that. But also, I mean, on on some level, I also started to kind of almost... You know, when, when there is a girl there and, you know, while you're doing that, it becomes about your success rather than on finding out whether you're actually attracted to her, whether mm-hmm. you click with her, because you're kind of switching off your instinct, really, because you're running this premeditated thing. Uh, and so you, you're not noticing stuff about her at that moment. You're just noticing whether you, you, it's succeeding or not. And, uh, and you kind of, it it stops you from actually figuring out whether you're interested in this girl. So you end up all of a sudden, you know, with with in bed with a girl that you're like, you know, how did I actually end up here? Just because I could, or you know, it's, it's a, <laughs> I've been in a few situations when I've been wondering like, what the hell am I doing here? You know, and that's when I I kind of got the drift that there that there must be a a better way of doing this. Sure, sure. And so routines weren't for you. So are there situations where you would recommend routines and where you wouldn't recommend routines? Like are there like specific cases uh, for, for people studying this that you think are relevant and aren't relevant for you? Um, that's an interesting one. I, I, I guess, you know, we are, we as, as, as humans, we will um, naturally learn things when we do them repeatedly we will naturally um fall into certain patterns right like mm. when some when we've talked to a girl and we had a great time and she had a great time and things worked out we will naturally remember some things that worked well yeah some things that right the right moments and so forth so mm. we naturally um develop a few uh, ways of doing things that we have seen and noticed to be working, right? Mm-hmm. So, I just feel that if you're setting out on a premeditated way of, of doing that and then you're repeating over and over, you're cutting off your your intuition, you're cutting off your instincts, you're cutting off the, the that spontaneous feel, you're cutting also cutting off the fun. So, I I would personally not focus on premeditated uh, approaches to things. I would focus on the things that, that I talk a lot about, you know, that, that I talk a lot about in the, in the program, in the Pimbulingo program. Um, and, and that's more below, the, the next level below, so to speak. Like, um, what is the principle that makes a conversation work rather than how can I talk this girl into submission uh, in my super cool thought out um, way of doing it. I don't know whether that made sense. Did that make sense to you? <laughs> yeah, so I, I, yeah. I think what you're trying to say is that you know you, you try to relate an actual understanding of how a conversation works. Yeah. Rather, rather than just giving some lines that get towards the result. So yeah, I, I guess I get it. I guess in a way, it's in a more advanced training because once you understand something, you can be more flexible and use it. You know that's, how you want. That's the idea with. With with a Pimpyolinka program, yes. Definitely. Okay, okay, great. So I know I know that you know a big part of that from your perspective is spontaneity and being in the moment. Yeah. Well, yeah. So why why is that important? Why do you see that as as a key key principle in conversations? Um, first of all, because it makes you feel alive and you feel good. <laughs> and when you, f- I mean, this is a is an odd thing. I guess I, I'm saying this because very often, sort of the basics get a little bit overlooked. Because very often, when I observe people, uh, or when I talk to people, and they tell me what's happening, they are working way too hard. They're working so hard when it should be something that should be a process 
where they should be having a great time. They should be in a great state. And mm. by being in a great state, the girl gets into a great state. Very often guys talk about it as if it's some sort of like, some sort of work assignment, you know? Um, so spontaneity and being in the moment is crucial because, um, if you can get into the moment and feel in the moment, and the whole program is basically designed to force you to be in the moment, if you want to practice any of the techniques, some of the very simple ones, you have to focus in the moment. Otherwise, you cannot do them, right? So it kind of conditions you to be in that, in the moment. Um, but everything happens in the moment, not in the future, not in the past, in a conversation. If you can be totally in the moment, um, that's where the, the magic happens. That's where the little reactions happen. That's where mm. you use your instinct, your intuition. Um, so I totally like, I mean, I've even got, you know, I've got this video on YouTube, <laughs> which is doing quite well, where I'm basically, um, I've come up with this very simple, um, stupid sounding little, uh, concept called talk first, think later. Mm -hmm. And it's just like, because most of the guys that, that talk to me, uh, and want help, they're overthinking heavily, exactly like I used to do. Uh, and they, they, they think first and then they, they think about first, they think what they want to say and then they say it instead in a social situation, even though it sounds counterintuitive. Mm -hmm. Um, I found since I switched that in my own head and I just talk out loud and then, you know, and my, my instinct just takes over and I say whatever comes into my mind in response to what she's saying or whatever. Um, mm -hmm. I'm in the moment, uh, all of a sudden, everything is easy. Girls laugh a lot, uh, have a great time. And because they don't, they know that I'm not censoring myself and I'm not stopping myself and I'm not hiding something. Totally. And, uh, this comes up to the, I mean, the issue of drying up, which everyone's kind of afraid of that horrible moment when you're, you're talking to a girl and all of a sudden you don't know what to say, mm. you know, and, and you, and you get stuck. And so how do you avoid that? With with the with this principle, you know, how do you stay in the moment, and does just just being in the moment, just talking first and thinking later, following a simple principle like that, stop you from drying up, or is there more to it? Well, f for me, uh, for me personally, drying up it doesn't really occur. Because, uh, hmm. In my head, it's like uh, I, because I, I don't really, I've conditioned myself into having so much. So, you know, I, I, it's 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 funny when I think about it. Then I guess I'm having. I'm normally having such a great time talking to mm. people now these days. And this is crazy because I used to be like super shy, man. Honestly, I used to just uh, constantly like uh, freak out talking to people or to women. It used to be a complete nightmare to me uh, unless I was drunk or something. But now I have too much of a good time that, you know, drying up. Drying up only happens if you are getting into a stress state. Uh, and if you're not in the moment, if you're thinking about when you're focusing on the wrong things, that's when people dry up, when they get focused on, um, for example, if she's talking and they're thinking rather than listening and they're thinking about, um, mm. oh, what should I say next? Or what, what should I do next in order to get her number? Or what should I, um, how can I, how can I, when should I kiss her? And when people are in their heads rather than actually out there in, 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 focusing on her that's when when people dry up and the whole program is 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 there to condition you to to never even think i mean to 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 take you into the moment and to make sh make sure that you're never even drying up never even occurs to you that, that would be a thing because the mindset will be different because you should be having so much fun uh, mm -hmm. you should be having so many choices to play with the conversation and mm -hmm. uh and have a subtle control of it while at the same time having a a good time with it that drying up is not really an issue i mean there's lots of techniques in there like if you do use a simple technique like let's say uh keyword backtracking for example right i mean uh, that's probably that's probably known generally isn't it um i i don't, I don't know what key, keyword backtracking yeah is that oh. what it's called the concept yes. I, don't, I don't know yeah. that. all right it's just basically when you pick up a you know, you listen to. Her. I mean, it's a, it's a it's a it's a very useful technique for people to mm -hmm. to um, that feel stressed because they feel they don't know what to say next. I mean, one of the simplest ways of 
of of knowing what to say next uh, and just keeping the conversation going in a way that makes sense and also makes her feel like you're listening to her and yeah. is organic is if if you ask her questions she's uh, and and she she answers uh, that you pick up the key word or the key thing that sticks out you know like, let's say simple example you're in a, in a in a you say to a girl so have do you come here often <laughs> which is a terrible thing mm -hmm. to say um but then she says yeah i've been here a few times um but i've only moved here recently uh if you then just pick up one of the key words like for example moved uh you can just simply do uh, you can just simply go oh you moved here right uh when did you move here or whatever yeah so you just pick up a keyword that strikes you as interesting and you res you, you you use it for the for the for your response i mean it's a very basic technique mm -hmm. but it helps a lot of guys who who need something simple to to stay to first of all get them to focus on listening at the same time just intuitively drive the conversation forward with something that also gives her to understand that she you've listened and that you are hearing her because mm -hmm. many guys will just switch the subject and say well i'm here I'm, I'm coming here all the time blah 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 and it doesn't really relate to what she's saying i know this is a basic example but you know <laughs> yeah yeah no no i i totally get it. i mean it's always the simple things that that help totally. uh, the most i find you know because they're the easiest to implement so totally that's a, that's a nice little trick that I'm sure you know people can go out and and be using as soon as they've listened to this stuff. So if if you're looking at learning like of, of, of six months, and you know the guy, first of all he he starts off and he's drying up. So basically he you know the, the first night he went out and tried to practice some of this stuff. Yeah. He went into a bar and he said hi to a girl and he didn't get any, any further than that. Basically he said hey what's up and she said something and he got stuck. Right. Uh -huh. uh, so in that situation, you may lose confidence, and you know the problem is you may not feel. For some guys, you may not feel like going out again, and or you you may really kind of get this kind of fear of approaching and approaching anxiety. Right. 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 So from there, you would start using some of your tools, I guess, to try and get over this. So you have uh, how would you say uh, an easy a, a, an easy way in, right? Using some simple tools. Yeah. Um, to get into conversations and to basically rely on, I guess it's like your backup, uh, so that you don't you don't have to feel like you're you're out there in the wild and you have to come <laughs> up with stuff on the fly in a complicated way. But you've got this simple yeah. simple thing you can do. Uh, so, you know, does, does does applying some of these things over time build confidence totally. over time, or how does it work in your experience? Totally. Uh, basically, the program is in three parts. Okay, there's the inner game, then there's the what I call connection factors, and then there's attraction factors. And I put it in that way because very often when you talk to people, it's a bit like they have learned something intellectually, but when you actually ask them in practice, uh, it doesn't it doesn't seem to have been understood, and the mm. basis isn't often there. The you know people get way too heady in their in their minds, thinking about all kinds of like uh, uh, mental constructs when the basics are not really there yet so how to create rapport with a person okay very very basically you know people always say oh i know how to do that but when you actually see it in practice it doesn't really come across so mm -hmm. um what happens is when you start practicing i mean i basically suggest that you you take i mean of the program for example that you take one one technique or one idea and you just practice it in all kinds of situations. Um, because the great thing is, many of the things you can practice them in day-to-day -day situations. So that you learn the one tool, and then it becomes a part of you. And then you've learned that you are not at risk of drying up, because you're not worried about what to say next anymore. Because you know that when she's just said something, there's always a way that you can move the conversation forward from it uh, mm -hmm. at the same time that it makes sense so that you don't have to switch the topic. Um, so, yes, it builds confidence, of course. I mean, there's two ways of building confidence. You can either build confidence through through uh, through confidence-building methods about that, which is about changing your frame and changing the way you you know you use your body, your mind, your your thinking, and so forth. Or you can build confidence through using um, through becoming great at 
at the skill of 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 making a conversation work and mm-hmm. this program is all about the external way basically the 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 skill and the understanding of how to make a conversation work yeah so this program is the opposite i guess from my from my confidence programs because mm-hmm. they, they tend to be more inner game focused and you know this is very practical so you get all these techniques in order for them to condition you to get effortless confident and uh, have a great time with conversations and actually be able to to hook a girl in and um develop attraction and to also um and really in the end to 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 seduce a girl in a way that they want to be seduced in a conversation mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. okay so so yeah, i get i get this now so that basically you use tools that um enable you to make conversation right and you you build them up by adding adding one after the other. I guess practicing one of them, and you, and then you you build once you've got that one down, you practice another another tool, adding on top of that. Is is that the way you build it up? Yeah, I mean, if you're talking about how to implement this, then mm. the, uh, I mean, I what's the easiest way of describing this? Uh, yes, that's that's basically it. But I mean, what I really suggest is that I, I've got a video on YouTube as well that where I'm talking, mm-hmm. breaking this process down, how to basically. I think it's called. What's it called? I think either something around how to implement any social skill or three-step self-help formula or something. Um, but basically, okay. there's a, you should always take three steps with, with learning something new that is about your behavior and your interacting with people, which I suggest because the first step uh, I would always suggest is mental rehearsal. Mm-hmm. Um, the second step is low-pressure practice. And the third step is higher pressure practice. So when you really want to, when it really matters. Okay. Can you explain what those are? Okay. In well, like so practical terms. Okay. So mental rehearsal. Uh, if you have a, if you have um, a concept um, or a, a, an idea. All right. I have this. Let's say I have this concept called reacting out loud. Okay. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it sounds <laughs> it sounds silly, but. It basically is like very often people, this is more to do with starting conversations actually, so it's not part of mm. this program, but it's part of the Approach at World program. But um, let's say, so if you start the idea of reacting out loud, okay? Somebody explains it to you, I say, you know, this is what I want you to do. Reacting out loud is when you're in a social situation, when you notice something and you're standing next to a girl, rather than, you know, what most guys do is react in their heads and think, oh, they notice it and then they make a mental note, oh, this is interesting. Um, you know, what, there's a mouse running by because I'm on the underground or something. Oh, she's noticing it. Well, maybe I should say something, but then they don't. So what I'm saying is reacting out loud means very simple concept. You just, whatever comes out and you see something that's happening, you just react out loud to it. Okay. So rather than thinking in your head, you just go, Oh, there's a mouse. Bloody hell. Did you see that? Yeah. Yeah, I can, I can relate completely uh, yeah. to to what you're talking about there because I would say that that that's mostly what what I, what I what I was doing over the last few years, uh-huh. just reacting out loud. I've never heard anyone explain it like that, uh, but you know, basically, I think when you've been in if if you become more observant, you see a lot of stuff, yeah. and there's a lot of interesting stuff going on, especially with the girls' behavior. Yeah, and you can you know you can just bring it up, basically. Yeah. Hey, that that. What that was interesting. What you did. Hey, are you fluttering your eyes at me or whatever? Like she just did. Yeah. Um. You you can you can bring it up and react to it like you say. Right, right there and then, you know, and and when you when you practice that, yeah, when you get good at that, you get into conversations all the time, and it's completely mm. spontaneous, which is what women love, right? Because women don't sit around in the morning going, oh, I really hope that some guy will you know pick me up today. They think, oh, it would be great to to happen to meet a guy by accident who turns out to be in, in, in you know a cool dude yeah so so it feels spontaneous but anyway we're digressing right because i'm trying to explain this process <laughs> so yes. three steps it's right? not bad digression yeah <laughs> three steps right first step mental rehearsal um mm-hmm. lots of guys they only want to start practicing in high-pressure situations, so that's why they never get to it, and then they freak out. So mental rehearsal is a great first step. If you say take this this idea of reacting out loud, right? Mental rehearsal would be, okay, you're sitting at home, you're imagining what would reacting out loud mean? What would it look like? What would it feel like? 
what would it sound like? So imagining in your mind, you know, yourself reacting out loud in a situation. When could this happen? Like, for example, when you're out and about on the underground, right? And something not you notice something. What would it feel like? You know, what would it be like? What would I have to do in order to be reacting out loud rather than inside of my head, yeah? So you're imagining it in your own space. There's no pressure. You're just imagining it so that you get a clear picture of what it is, yeah, that you're trying mm. to achieve, yeah? Mm. And that makes sense, right? Total. And then you go to step number two, and that will be low-pressure practice that, you know, I love, I keep saying this all the time to people, all the simple interactions in, in life, you know, when you when you buy your food, when you talk to the checkout girl, when you um, speak to somebody on the phone uh, who wants to sell you car insurance or I don't know what, um, when you go around the corner, when you stand at the bus stop with people, when you meet an old lady, you help her across the street, you know, in all those situations when you don't, when you're not, you know, completely into the girl and you think your life is going to end if she doesn't like you uh, in those situations practice this thing yeah practice mm -hmm. reacting out loud uh, and so that you can learn the skill and get a sense of hey I can do this um, and I know this feels good and people react positively in all those low pressure situations and then mm -hmm. you go to step number three, once you've got a sense of, yeah, I can do this, and this works, and I'm getting good feedback. And then you're, you can use it in higher pressure situations. Then you can use it in the situations when you really want to be able to do this, and when there's a bit of pressure there. Because then you will have the sensation of, yeah, this has worked for me, and this does work, and you'll feel much more confident using it. Great. That, that was a really okay. good explanation of you know how to, how to go through learning this stuff. Mm. So... Being uh, spontaneous and in the moment, you, you say it relates to authenticity and you see it as important. Uh, so why, why is that? Can you talk a bit more about that? Well, um, <clears throat> I think a lot of guys that follow my stuff, um, they want to get away from the whole um, approach of, hey, I need to get good at pretending to be somebody else so that I can mm -hmm. create this temporary illusion that I'm an interesting guy. Uh, and, and, and which sometimes can come across a little bit in, in some of the way that, that you know, um, meeting women can be taught a little bit. They really want women to be attracted to them, but, you know, to them rather than to mm. something that they have sort of carefully crafted, if that makes sense. And, of course, for that, you need to, you need to become... <sighs> You need to become more attractive, but as you, if that makes sense, you need to become a more attractive man by becoming your best self and reach your personal potential rather than um, just becoming good at faking it temporarily. Um, mm -hmm. So authenticity, um, authenticity is very attractive, which which we we know as well as men because when we meet a girl, that is, you know, uh, who are the most attractive. Um, beautiful women i mean if you if you have um two stunning women and one of them is totally unaware that she's stunning and humble and all of those things at the same time i mean i'm personally going to be a lot more attracted to her than to a, a stunning woman who is is sort of caught up in her own stunningness <laughs> such a thing <laughs> well but maybe that's just me um but you know generally if you really want to connect with somebody, you first. Hmm. Ha! Huh, actually, you know what? The main, the, the 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 biggest point here is this: if you are not authentic, and if you're not, if you're not managing to be you, but at your best, you tend to attract women who are also not authentic and them at their best. If that makes sense, you cannot attract women which are very real and down-to-earth and uh, congruent and authentic in themselves by being fake or by being um, somebody who is basically acting or pretending to be somebody bigger, better, whatever, than they are, if that makes mm -hmm. sense. Does that, does that make sense? That, that does make sense to me uh, with, with the experience I have. I think, mm. you know, 
people with less experience it's it's you know it's it's something that's hard to grasp i guess mm-hmm. so is there i don't know if it's a practical way to explain that uh, to someone who's quite new to this mm-hmm. uh, well how it, how it you know how how it works that i i guess one crucial thing and i i mentioned this earlier is if here's the thing and i know this very well from my own personal experience because i have obviously been quite obsessed with here's the thing I've always been I've my personal drive my personal challenge has always been I've always wanted to be completely comfortable like alive and real mm. in any mm-hmm. situation and especially with women because in the past I've always felt like I was acting when I was around people okay I was always trying to project something more something bigger you know trying to appear more interesting or you know more important than I actually was mm-hmm. okay I've always had this sort of like this this uh bullshit alert quite set on high on my <laughs> in my own life uh, and uh, you know this sort of like oh I'm faking this right now this feels bad and it, it causes a lot of mm. tension it causes a lot of stress in your own body and mm. it gets you very self-involved and that's one of the crucial problems that I always see with people when I talk to them it's almost like mm. with guys especially who are who are deep into into attracting women and so forth and who are sort of at the stage of they are so stuck in their heads that they don't notice what's going on around them uh, in the end all you need to do is to get somebody to really focus on what's happening outside and lose that self-consciousness um and things can become very simple and that's what i've noticed in my in my own life the less i try to be somebody else and uh, the more uh authentic i become the more real i've become the more i notice what's happening it's almost like there's like a like a um like a, a veil that comes down and you just notice what's happening this sounds a bit ethereal now doesn't it but <laughs> it's yeah, so, so i just wanted to talk about the implementation of this you know you gave us a couple of tools the keyword yeah. backtracking and the other one which was uh, reacting out loud oh yeah so are these are these things that you use for a while as training wheels and then eventually you just stop using them and you don't even kind of you know realize that you stop using them or are they things that you, know, you tend to use for the rest of your life and and maybe not so consciously you know yeah. once you've got them down but you're kind of still using them definitely not not consciously you know because mm. i mean with any with 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 anything like this these are tools um um there are a lot of tools that i've been cons- uh, you know the connection factor stuff that's some- that's very often things that i have been teaching people mm. in companies as well because like very often you have um people um that that are very experienced or whatever but they haven't got a clue uh, about how to have a simple conversation that mm-hmm. doesn't make their subordinate feel crap um and so forth so I have been, yes you can at the beginning it's a conscious process and the more you practice with with the tools um the the better and at the beginning it's a conscious process sooner or later it becomes a part of you and you just automatically you have your radar out you notice what you need to do in order to to move the conversation forward in order to mm. build the connection in order mm. to start flirting then the you know the uh, some of the other some of the other things i do it you know a lot just because it's so much fun like um you know for example if if you use some of the i've got this other one called keyword twisting where you're basically using the same thing but in a flirtatious kind of way um so you're turning it into something you're turning her whatever she's saying into something that that you can use to tease her with or to to make it into appear that she she's heavily into you or that she's mm-hmm. deeply attracted to you or that she's aggressive or whatever you know um so i i i do that a lot but it's just instinctive after a while and i ha- i hope anybody that's been using the program uh, and this is always important i get them to to practice as long as possible and as much as possible so that they then it just becomes a part of them you know so that they don't yeah does it does that vary a lot so how how long do you have to, should you how do you, how long does it take people practicing your stuff like hours per day or difficult you know, to what, say, whatever yeah. kind of measure you can think I, of you know it's difficult to, to say you know people 
I, I get a lot of great feedback. People say, wow, this is working, blah, blah, blah. You know, um, so it's difficult to say. Some people say, mm. some people say to me, wow, I've been using this. I've been getting job interviews, you know, and I've been getting a job and stuff. And it's, you know, down to the program. Um, mm. so there are some side effects as well, but it's difficult to say, like, this is how long it takes. It all depends, you know, anything, uh, any program in the world. Mm. Some people will depends on where you're coming from. Totally, yeah. And some people will, will listen to it once and then they think, oh, I understand this. And then they never use it because they forget that, you know, you need to practice and implement stuff. Mm. If you understand mm -hmm. something, it doesn't, you just added more noise in your brain. But, sure. but, you know, th the main thing with the program is hopefully that because I'm focusing on the essential things, um, first and then, then on the slightly more advanced stuff later that people go through the essential stuff and just get it because it's hopefully I've made it quite simple uh, mm -hmm. and uh, I'm, I'm, I'm giving lots of examples so hopefully people pick it up and from what I'm hearing uh, that they do and uh, um, that basically it goes in and mm -hmm. it becomes part of you because is it about daily practice? Like, yeah, right. well, I did. Like, I'll give you an example. Like, yeah. One of the things I used to do is um, I used to be practicing new things. I had like new ways of interacting or whatever uh, pretty much all day. You know, yeah. Any conversation I was having. So it, it, it was very, very frequent practice, right? And I think... I, I think for me and for I know, I know for other people, versus other people maybe aren't so OCD, <laughs> obsessive compulsive disorder about <laughs> yeah. some things. Yeah. Um, that that helped things to like kind of embed really fast. Yeah. So how like totally. how often do you think it's best to practice? Is it bit whenever it whenever you best to approach it like that? Do as much as you can, or do you find that most people uh, can get it down by maybe going out twice a week or you know or Angel, practicing whenever they socialize? I'm totally with you. I, I believe a lot. One of the key things is I believe totally in low pressure practice. One of the biggest problems is people stick, stay in their heads with stuff. Um, I had a real problem with that. The more you can practice the, anything in simple situations, the better. If you have mm -hmm. friends, this is why I also think like people that say, Oh, you shouldn't, you shouldn't be friends with girls. Bullshit. You know, being friends with girls, if you're friends with girls, if you have a lot of female friends, brilliant. You know, play around with, with stuff. Use, flirt with them if it's fun, uh, if everybody's happy. It's a lot of fun for them too. And you can practice your stuff and you can get some good feedback about what you're doing. You can notice what, what makes them laugh and what not. Sometimes things can develop. You know, it's like, uh, people are way too black and white about these things. I, you know, it, it make use whatever you can. I mean, do do a lot of practice all the time. Any situation that you're in, when you're opening your mouth, talking to somebody, um, use stuff, practice stuff. I mean, you have to be a little bit obsessed about this. It's much better than trying to start to practice when it really matters. Mm -hmm. Yeah, because then you don't have a sense of oh, I can do this already because I've done it over and over again. Mm. Yeah, totally. So one of the so one of the other parts that you focus on uh, is a deeper rapport uh, right. with women, building deeper rapport. Can you talk a bit about is it using the same tools, the same types of tools, or are these different tools, and what why this is important? What kind of what what kind of impact can that have in your relationships, or you know what positive results can you get from that? Why is it important? Deeper rapport. Um, well, I. I, I... I honestly think like, you know, it's the 21st century now. Um, mm -hmm. women, great women get talked to a lot by yep. all kinds of guys, you know, um, and you know, you, you need to find, if you really want to, I guess deeper rapport, maybe it doesn't matter if you are meeting a girl in a club and you want to have a one night stand and stuff like that. Maybe, yeah. you know, maybe that it's not the key thing, but I guess my stuff is about, attracting women and, and connecting with women that you actually want to, let's say, be in a relationship with or that mm. you want to be your lover. Um, so if you can build deeper rapport with a woman, if you can make her think about stuff that she didn't even knew she wanted to think about, like what stuff means to her, uh, if you can make her feel connected at some sort of level that she wasn't even aware of that she had, you know, of course she's going to be interested in you. Of course she's going to be like, wow, this guy made me think about this. This guy made me feel like this. 
Uh, that's amazing. You know, he's very interesting. She's intrigued. I'm not sure whether I answered your question there, but or whether I understood it correctly. But I'll do my best here with my limited mental capacity. <laughs> that's, that's good. Man. So, with what are they, you? I guess you're using different tools for this, or or how does it work with deeper rapport? Um, well, deeper rapport. One of the key key simple ideas that is really important, uh, and that I'm sure is also common knowledge, but it's good to to mention it when. A simple, simple thing that is very easy to understand is that, you know, when one person is using specific words and you are using specific words which match the words that she's just been using, on some deeper level, often subconsciously, she will feel more connected with you, yeah? Mm-hmm. Um, which is logical because in general, we are attracted and feel connected to people who who sound like us who um, are similar to us uh, a lot more than people that use different language uh, mm. and that you know use different words you know you know this this is uh, something that I can relate to mostly in my relationships or when like when you say like girls are really really into me mm-hmm. and what, what I see is like I have a kind of like a unique vocabulary because I've, I've lived in a lot of different places and I tend to make up my own words sometimes mm-hmm. and use them and yeah. so you know when I when I meet a girl I'll, I'll use these words and at first she won't know what they are but then what I find is the girls that like me the most or when I get into a relationship they'll start using the words themselves in the yeah. texts uh, when we're just talking or with, with their friends it eventually becomes part of their vocabulary exactly. so I'm, I'm offering the perspective from you know the girl side um, of her basically copying you sub- subconsciously in a way. Mm-hmm. And she's not doing this on purpose, but she's starting to use your vocabulary. Yeah. And it's definitely true that we, those are the strongest relationships and all the strongest attraction. Um, that t- that tends to be where I see that. Yeah, it's it's very true. I and mean, it's uh, um, I'm sure you have specific words that you like a lot. I mean, my my sp- my my word, my favorite word, for example, is shenanigans. For some reason. I find it a, f- a fun word to say all the time, and and yeah, I mean, uh, the girls I'm with, they start to to exactly like you said, tend to to mirror those words as well when you know when they spend time with me, and it builds a bond, you know, it builds a deeper bond. Very often, when you're starting to have your own little language, you know, I'm sure in the seduction community generally there's a lot of there's a lot about that about creating um, you know uh, your own secret language i mean that's that's how the whole community i guess interacts with each other which can sometimes also i guess be a little bit confusing for people who are who are entering it um but um the the key thing is if you can easily pick up and use some of the some of the words she's saying without you know being like you know sneaky about it it's just a natural thing that you can do uh, and you can be um just aware that if you're responding some of using some of the words back that she's using uh, mm. on some deeper level without noticing it and i you know the thing is on the program like i've been i've been uh, demonstrating some of the techniques with with friends of mine female friends of mine who are sitting there with me and they didn't know them yet and i explained them to them and then i then i practice it with them and i i i I go through the techniques and then I ask them afterwards, like, did you notice what I was doing? And even though I explained the technique to them beforehand and I said, I'm going to be doing this now, afterwards they would say, well, I didn't really notice it, to be honest. But they just felt, yeah, they just felt good and they felt connected. Um, so it, it, it comes across very subtly because if you're just using some of the words back, people tend to just carry on feeling connected and being in their own world and thinking about what they've been saying when you when you respond in a way that links in with what they're saying i hope that made sense Did yeah that make sense yes that made total sense to me okay. and I, I think it's pretty clear for the people listening also cool um so that's why it can be you can develop a real connection and really deep rapport simply by using some of the very simple tools like using some of the words back uh even even uh, using some of 
using the whole sentence back very often i mean you can you can have a, the funniest reaction you can get if somebody says if a girl says something to you and you simply just say the word back with her with a raised eyebrow it's like mm -hmm. you know it's one of the simplest ways that you can get a girl to laugh for some reason women just crack up every time when when, when you say when she says i don't know i'm 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 you know it's a stupid example i'm going shopping and you just go shopping you know and they go yeah, shopping. Why? You know, well, and then you know, there's a there. You have a moment of um, of of something happening, of making her feel in a specific way, of having an emotional impact. You know, you just need to. Sometimes you just need to do the simplest, stupidest things, uh, and you'll have an impact. You know. Yeah, yeah. I, I you know, I'm thinking of a specific. Way where you can explain this, which uh, some of the podcast uh, listeners who you know, maybe haven't been studying this stuff for, for long will, will probably get is uh, you know I, I know you speak uh, your, you know English isn't your natural language uh, your first language and uh, I speak a few languages also so you may be able to relate to this too but for other people like when you, when you're basically learning another language uh, you and when you go traveling and you use that language you see people relate to you on such a different level. It makes such a difference in business, you know, difference in business, in, in building relationships with people wherever you go to actually learn the language of the country where you are. It makes a huge difference. Yeah. And it's, it's all just about understanding on, on, and communication. And in the same way as you're saying, just using the same words, it's, it's, it just means that people understand each other that much better. Mm -hmm. you know? They're communicating that much more simply to each other in the same voice. And they immediately feel they can build a relationship easier. They, they feel it's easier. Because, you know, often, often one of the reasons that uh, we have trouble developing a, a deeper relationship with people is, is just that it's, it's hard work. You know what I mean? Like, so if you go to some networking event, for an example, mm -hmm. or if you're approaching a woman in a, you know, in a loud club, yeah. it, it, it can be difficult to get that relationship started. And you have to put a lot more energy into it because it's not easy. Because, you know, there's, there's loud noise or because you yeah. don't know each other and maybe yeah. you haven't got common topics that you think you can talk about. So it's not so easy. But when you're with a friend, you're just talking about the same things you know you always talk about. You know, I was with a friend today and we're talking about the usual stuff. And, but if I, if, I, if I go and talk to someone new who doesn't have those interests, it then becomes a challenge. I have to start thinking, okay, you know, are they interested in football or what, what, what am I going to talk about here, right? And it, it becomes a greater mental effort. And people will always go to the mentally more lazy side. You know, it's this conserving energy. It's kind of like down to our biology. We'll always try and conserve more energy and be a bit more mentally lazy yeah. as well as physically lazy. Or I guess better than saying lazy is efficient. You know, we're all about being efficient in, in what we do. So it becomes a lot easier if you make it a lot easier just by using the same words in the same way as if you're speaking a different language, you're using the same words. But just on a, on a more subtle level, if you're using the same language, and you're using the same words, it becomes slightly easier to understand each other and relate to each other. Totally. And, you know, when you're using the same words and the same language, you are, you're really just helping a girl to, to, to trust you quickly and, and to build that relationship much more quickly than most normal people would. Um, so you're not, you're not doing anything uh, weird. You're actually just helping the process to, to develop trust, you know, and that's one of the key things at the beginning, of course. Okay, Probably. good story there. Yeah, this is this has been a great, great, uh, great, and very different um, podcast from the usual ones. Have you got anything you want to add uh, on the end about what oh. we've been talking about, or, or anything else? What I do want to note is that you've mentioned a couple of uh, YouTube videos and your program, Pimp Your Lingo. And so there'll be links to those on, on the page when it, when it goes up. Have you got anything else you want to talk about? Well, um, just that I'm reading the, the editor's review, <laughs> um, although I don't agree with all of it. It's great that your website, at least generally, you know, it comes across as very authentic. So people give their honest opinions. And that's such a difference from all the kind of weird fake review sites that you get online. So I think that's where, where, where I like your site a lot. Thank you very much, man. I, pre I appreciate the compliment, and you know, I, li I like your take on authenticity. You know, I, th I think it's extremely important in uh, relationships, and you know, I agree with uh, every everything we've been talking about today. So uh, cool. it's been a great podcast. Um, fun, I didn't yeah. say like you know for for people 
you know, I, I, you haven't really talked about this, but you, you convey it in the in what you're talking about. I, I guess it this stuff appeals to different people at different stages of learning this stuff, and uh, it's you know. I guess this kind of material is probably more relevant for people looking for relationships, for looking for girlfriends, for looking to build better relationships, or maybe they're looking for more generally to like develop uh, better relationships in the whole of their life, like you were saying earlier, like socially, uh, in your career, and so on. Would you, would you agree with that? Uh, to a degree, yes, but it will also be helpful for anybody that feels um, maybe a little bit overwhelmed with too much mm. stuff happening in their heads. Um, mm. Because the program will will help you to just basically uh, it conditions you to to get out of your head and actually to get into the moment and into the other person, if that makes sense. Um, so yeah, it certainly has. Um, <laughs> I mean, whatever I put into the program is everything that I found the most useful in order to connect with people and to attract women in conversation, and that's why. I put it in that into that program. So great. yeah, great. Well, it's been great talking to you, Angel. Yeah, it's been great talking to you too, Stefan. Okay, so I'll 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 catch you later. Okay, we'll be in touch. Yeah. All right, man. You can find out more about today's podcast and dating instructor on Dating Skills Review. Google Dating Skills Review or Dating Skills Podcast, and you'll be there. For first-timers on the podcast, Dating Skills Review is the largest database of dating advice on the planet. If it exists, we have it. Before you do anything else, read anything else, listen to anything else about dating, sex, or attraction, download our free manual, Fast Track, Seven Rules to Get Good with Women in Months, Not Years. You can download it right from the Dating Skills Review homepage. That's datingskillsreview.com. It will teach you the best-in-class learning strategy that the top dating instructors in the world have used to get good with women. Readers say it's flawless. If you like the podcast, please subscribe on iTunes and give us a five-star review. Those reviews help to increase our iTunes ranking and spread the word. Dating Skills Review wouldn't be what it is today without your feedback and support, so a big thanks there. This is Angel Donovan from Dating Skills Review. Get working on those skills hard this week, because next week we're taking another step up to mastering your dating life. Dating Skills Podcast is brought to you by Dating Skills Review. Dating Skills Review is the Amazon.com of dating advice for men. If it exists, we have it. We help you find the best advice fast, so you can get good with women in months, not years. Learn more at www.datingskillsreview.com.